Are you struggling to fill up your online teaching classes? Then you should absolutely come to my free five-day challenge, the Sold Out Classes 5-Day Challenge, next week from Monday, April 29th through Friday, May 3rd. In this five-day challenge, we are going to take either a class listing that's struggling that you want to revamp, or you're going to create a brand new class listing, and we are going to optimize these listings to sell. The challenge will include daily pre-recorded trainings, as well as daily live Q&A sessions, a private Facebook group, prizes that you can win every single day, and so much more. I cannot wait for you to join us. Head to katiegeddes.com to learn more. Ever dreamt of taking your online teaching to the next level by turning it into a full-blown organization, but the thought of handing over those precious group classes or managing a team of teachers got you feeling a little bit anxious? Well, no worries, my friend. In today's episode, we're going to be stripping away the complexity, breaking it down, and making scaling as an organization not just doable, but truly simple. So get ready to swap those anxieties for confidence and motivation because your journey to organization status starts right Right now. Hey, my friend, welcome to the Teacher Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Katie Geddes, your host, a full-time owner of an online music studio, and a coach for teacher entrepreneurs just like you. In this podcast, I dish out actionable tips and strategies to build your business as a teacher, but also bring the raw and honest conversations on mindset, personal growth, and the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship. If you're all about building a teacher business that's not only wildly successful, but that's sustainable and aligned with your values, Well, then grab that cup of coffee, get cozy, and let's dive right in. Hello, my wonderful educators and entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Entrepreneur Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to dive into becoming an organization on OutSchool, but with a bit of a twist and a different approach that you may not have ever thought of before. But before we dive in, if you're a teacher looking to diversify past just live teaching yourself, then make sure to check out my Paths to Diversify quiz at katiegettis.com slash quiz. This quiz is like a virtual compass for your business. You just answer a few questions about your current goals, struggles, and then it'll give you the perfect diversification path for your own unique business. There are so many different ways to diversify your business and to grow and to scale. We're just looking for the best path for you. So make sure to head to katiegettis.com slash quiz to take the quiz and to get your results. So I have had the honor and the privilege of coaching over 20 teachers just like you on the thrilling journey of becoming a full-fledged organization. And guess what? I have spotted some trends and some golden nuggets of wisdom that have emerged from these coaching sessions and seeing these organizations grow that I've noticed over the years that there's one particular business model that has been really successful, especially I'll say for music and language organizations. So I wanted to share and dive deep into this business model with you today. And that's when organization owners hire teachers to teach only one-on-one lessons as independent contractors. So in today's episode, we're going to explore the anatomy of this business model. We'll talk about what it looks like, why it's a game changer, and some of the potential challenges of the alternative. And to cap it off, we'll chat about my recommended approach as you step into this exciting journey of becoming an organization. Ready? Let's dive in. 
All right, let me get my disclaimer out of the way. I am not a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. Whether you hire independent contractors, employees, none of it is for me to advise. Make sure if you're making that decision for your business that you talk to a professional and you see what's right for your business in your area. So anything I say in this episode, it's not legal or tax advice. It's just what I've learned from my own personal experience. All right, so let's talk about this model and what it really means and why you might want to try this out in your own future organization. So first of all, what this model means is basically that you hire on teachers just to come into your organization to teach one-on-one to students. So you don't bring them in to take on any group classes, just one-on-one tutoring or one-on-one private lessons. And there's really two main reasons that you might wanna do this. First of all, you might be tapped out with your own personal one-on-ones. And maybe you want to continue being able to offer one-on-ones to more students in your community and people that reach out, but you personally are not physically able to add any more to your own plate. So then you bring in this teacher to take on the overflow and whoever might reach out, you can refer them to your co-teacher. Another reason that you might do this is if this teacher has a different specialty than you. So for example, in the music world, I teach primarily guitar and ukulele. So maybe I would bring in someone who would want to teach piano or voice or drums. I also coach a lot of language organization owners. So maybe before they became an organization, they personally used to teach French, but maybe they're bringing on another teacher to teach Spanish or to teach German or to teach Mandarin. So basically being able to offer another part of your niche under your organization name. Of course, your organization would still be under one bigger niche topic like music or language, but each teacher would just have a specific specialty. So then that way you're able to offer more branches of your niche to more students in a way that you personally wouldn't have been able to teach them or been able to reach them. So let's talk about from the organization owner kind of standpoint, why this model really, really works for organizations. So first of all, it makes scheduling your teachers super easy because all you have to do is set up a listing for that teacher, set the availability for that teacher And as long as you give them parameters on what they're responsible for, for example, closing out one of their times if they don't want to wait to see if they get a last minute learner, or maybe they're responsible for communication with the families and with their students, so you don't have to necessarily respond to all of those emails. As long as you make it really clear what everybody's responsibilities are for, this can be so easy for you to schedule and manage. Another reason this works so well is because that teacher only needs one student to enroll in order for that teacher to teach the class. And especially since one-on-one has become so popular, specifically on the OutSchool platform, this is a really great way to quickly fill your teacher's schedules. On the other side of that, Another really important factor is that it ensures some sort of profit for you. So if you're paying your teacher on a project-based rate, or let's say you're paying them at an hourly rate, it can get tricky with group classes because you have to have a certain number of students as a minimum to continue with the class, or else you as an organization will actually go into the negative because of what you have to pay the teacher. But since with these one-on-one lessons, the price won't necessarily fluctuate because you're not going to get two or three or four learners. You're just going to get one learner. So the revenue is always going to be the same. Then you're also going to know what your profit margin is going to be. And that's going to remain the same for every single one of the one-on-one classes that that teacher teaches. 
Another reason that this works really well is flexibility. So if one of your teachers ever has a conflict or an emergency that comes up, it's much simpler to manage and to process contacting all the students or rescheduling lessons than it would be with a group class. Another thing that I started to bring up but I didn't really expand on was that you can task them with communication as well. So maybe if you made it a part of their contract that they're in charge of communicating with their own families, responding to messages, communicating if they do ever have to take a day off, something like that with their families, then you could do that as long as it's agreed upon through the hiring process. I would just recommend if you do go about something like this with your teachers, you might want to include some sort of admin pay if they are doing this. Like maybe they get an extra certain amount of money per class that they teach, or maybe they get to add on five minutes to their schedule for every class that they teach, or maybe you can allow them to track their time while they're responding to messages and something like this. I would be careful with that last one because you, of course, don't want to give them unlimited time to respond to messages, but you could just figure out a system where they still get paid for that time that they are doing this admin work as well, but then you don't have to handle it, which makes things a lot simpler. And finally, this works really well for legal reasons as well. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but if you're hiring someone as an independent contractor, then in every sense of the word, you are supposed to be letting them do what they do best. You should technically, if they're an IC, you should not be requiring them to teach any specific way or a specific curriculum. So if they are teaching one-on-one, then you can allow them really to teach in the way that they think is best for that student, which is truly how an independent contractor should be teaching. Of course, we can still give them materials that are optional, that they can use to succeed, and that will set them up for success. But at the end of the day, they are choosing how to teach their classes each week, which I know can be a lot more complicated with group classes. It might be harder to find a way to make that work because group classes, we advertise them a certain way. We put in the class listing exactly what's taught every single week. And so it's a little bit harder sometimes to allow teachers that freedom to teach things the way that they want to teach things. So allowing them to do this just in a one-on-one setting can work really well. So now that we know why this works so well for organizations, I also want to just talk about some of the challenges of the alternatives. So having them do group classes rather than one-on-ones. So I will say that it is quite typical, I will see teachers becoming organizations, that they begin the process doing a couple of things. They, for one, go about hiring multiple teachers all at the same time. And two, they are planning to scale with group classes, but they end up finding this to be really difficult at times for a few different reasons. So first of all, the beginning is really hard. Okay, as an organization owner, usually you have no idea what's going on. We do not know what we're doing. And that's okay. This is new to you. You probably never have hired a teacher before. You've never put together a schedule for a teacher before or found students for a teacher or anything like this. It's all new. And anything that you're doing for the first time is going to be a challenge. It's going to be new and hard. So that's why I usually recommend in the beginning that you just hire one guinea pig teacher and that you communicate to this teacher, I'm new to this. You know, I'm still figuring this out. And so we're going to kind of be working together to figure out what is going to be the best way to approach your classes on the platform as a team or as an organization and again, use them as a guinea pig to figure out what works and what doesn't work. When new organization owners start by hiring a bunch of different teachers and you set them all up for group classes and then the enrollments don't come, it's really stressful, right? Because first of all, you have to get enough enrollments to make a profit. So that's a stressor. 
And a lot of times that's at least three learners per class. So it's going to take a lot more time to build up a schedule for them. And it's a lot more to manage if there's one or two students enrolled. Do I let them continue with the class? Do I take the pay cut and like the loss of those classes in order to give them their first class and get them started? And one more thing that makes things a little tricky is just group class content in general. So again, if you've hired an independent contractor, technically we're not supposed to require them to teach specific content each week. So this can be really tricky if you have a multi-day class that you've planned or an ongoing class that you've planned, because technically we should be giving them the freedom to do that on their own terms if they're an independent contractor. So now that we've talked about kind of both sides of the coin and what works and what are some of the stressors behind the alternative, let's talk a little bit about an ideal plan and kind of how exactly we would approach implementing this business model into your new organization. So many people kind of view becoming an org to be so complicated, right? We think that's so scary. I can never do that. I can't see myself managing this huge team. But picture this, what if we just brought on one teacher at a time, even just for them to teach one-on-one lessons, and that's it. You brought that teacher on, onboarded them, and then you helped market their lessons. You focus on getting that one teacher's schedule filled. And then once they're at a place where they're happy with their hours and they're doing really well managing it and it's easy and it's seamless and it's systematized and there's very little work on your end, then you can bring on someone new. You could bring on a second teacher or a third teacher or whatever teacher you're on. Another great way that you could use this is if you did eventually want them to teach group classes, you could start them off in this way and see what the response is like, see how reliable they are, see how much the students enjoy them, what are their reviews like, what are the parents saying, how well are they managing their schedule, do they cancel very often, do they have scheduling issues, and then if they're rocking it, maybe in the future you could upgrade them and add on some group classes to their schedule too. The beauty of this method is that once your one-on-one teachers are thriving and their schedules are full and they're buzzing, the workload on your end diminishes. You continue to get to profit a portion off of each of their classes, which starts to exponentially grow as you slowly add on more and more teachers. And imagine the joy of this well-established system where bringing on a new teacher becomes a breeze. It's so easy. You know exactly step-by-step how to do it and allows you to focus on the bigger picture or on marketing and getting your organization's name out there. So as we conclude and as we've covered all of these different parts of this topic, I invite you to just kind of shift your perspective for a minute on the organization idea. Embrace the simplicity of this one-on-one model. Think about the scalability and how well your organization could flourish just one teacher at a time. Who doesn't want to set things up for less overwhelm, less complexity, keeping it simple, and building an organization that impacts hundreds of students every week? So I hope that these new perspectives kind of shifted your mindset around organizations a bit, and I challenge you to consider adding this into your own current organization or maybe your future organization. If this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to spread the word, share it with a friend that you think would also find value in it. And if you want to go ahead and dive deeper with some of our freebies, make sure to head to katiegettis.com for more info. Thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to catch you in the next episode.